Amen. Well, thank you for the hospitality. We certainly have enjoyed uh, the, the mission house and everything that is in there. I know that it took a lot of, uh, a lot of work, and um, we're thankful for churches like yours that are missions-minded, missions-hearted, and uh, you're able to uh, be hospitable to uh, uh, missionaries. And um, we, uh, I don't know how to express um, our gratitude for uh, your love and uh, just your desire to be able to, um, to give uh, to, to the needs that we may have and uh, just the work of the Lord. I, I, I'm, I, don't, I don't know what to say, but thank you. And I know that the Lord uh, will bless you. Uh, will bless you for that. It's certainly uh, a great encouragement um, to, to see churches like this that are uh, alive and really vibrant uh, for the things of the Lord. Um, as you saw in the video, you saw the ministry there in Lusaka, and uh, most of what you saw in the number uh, that, um, uh, of people that were there happened in the last two years during COVID. The greatest growth we have ever seen in, 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 uh, on the mission field was during the times of COVID. And that's God's way of just proving himself that we cannot, the gospel cannot be hindered by anything. And um, it, is, it is a great encouragement. I really struggled. A lot of people were saying, you need to leave. And, you know, if things get shut down, you're going to be locked down here and you'll never be able to uh, get out, you know. Uh, and I just thought, Lord, Lord. You know, the uh, government wanted to kick us out some time back, and we stayed, and you did something. So I'm thinking, I stayed again, and the Lord did a wonderful work. And uh, it's just, just wonderful to, uh, to see what God is doing there, uh, there in Lusaka and continues to do. Uh, and, of course, you heard the name of the church is Hillcrest Baptist Church, and we didn't choose that. The government chose that for us. They said, um, uh, we have to make sure that you are... Uh, authentic to them, you're just an organization. They understand, of course, that you're a church, but they have to look at the organization um, because uh, Zambia, being a Christian nation, allowed a lot of missionaries and religious groups to come in. And when they came in, you had some false groups come in, some some mineral uh, ex uh, exploitation and and surveying companies. Zambia is a big mining country. And so they came in there saying they're missionaries, but they're just coming to plunder minerals. And so the way that they try to sift through that is by making sure that you have an organization that they can link you to that is proven, and then they'll call you by that. Um, and uh, later on, we can change it. But uh, right now, that is uh, the Hillcrest Baptist Church, and we're uh, we're glad to be uh, serving there in, in Zambia. For those that were in other uh, classes or not in here this morning, I would just introduce my family uh, real quick. Uh, right here in the second row, uh, we, second row, we have my wife, uh, Jennifer, and then we have Hannah next to her, and we have Gabby, we have Jenna, we have Isaiah, and Caroline on the end. They're not sitting in, 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 in 
age order, so <laughs> you can figure that out uh, later. All right, so uh, we're, we're thankful again that we could be uh, with you today and be able to be part of this. Uh, uh, Brother and Ms. Zerino have been really uh, uh, wonderful in, in taking care of us, and uh, we're delighted uh, uh, to, have, to have met you all, and we will certainly be uh, uh, reaching out to uh, the folks in El Paso, uh, and letting them know about uh, the good work that is going on here. Oh, amen. Let's get our Bibles out and let's turn to Proverbs chapter 6. If you have any questions at all about anything that you saw and have any questions about uh, uh, what is going on in Zambia or questions about Zambia, feel free to ask us, and I think we can be able to answer that. I think by now, even uh, my kids can be able to answer most of the questions. So if you can get to me, just just Grab one of them and ask them, grill them. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll uh, give that to you. Proverbs chapter 6, um, if we'll stand together for the reading of God's word, starting in verse 6 to verse uh, 11, we're going to look at a little creature called the ant. Verse 6 says, Go unto the ant, thou sluggard, consider her ways, and be wise, which having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provideth her meat in the summer, and gathereth her food in the harvest. How long wilt thou sleep, O sluggard? When wilt thou rise out of thy sleep? Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of hands to sleep. So shall thy poverty come as one that travaileth in thy want as an armed man. Here we get to see the little creature called the ant. And the Lord says, go to the ant. Go learn something from the ant. And um, uh, we'll see what God has for us uh, tonight. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be in your house. We thank you, Lord, for this moment that we can take to focus on the mission that you have left us, the task that you have left us, that is to get the gospel to the uttermost parts of the earth. Lord, I pray that you may work in our hearts. You may open our minds, Lord, to the hearing of the teaching of your word. And help us not only to be hearers, but, Lord, also to be doers. May you work according to your will and have your way now through Christ the Lord and Savior. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. Thank you very much for standing. All right, so we see here a little creature called the ant. The title of this message, I just call it simply this, the ant philosophy. This is God's principle for you and I to be able to learn about how to function um, uh, uh, from this little creature. And, of course, we understand when we look at the gospel and we look at the task of getting the gospel out to the uttermost parts of the earth, even in our communities, um, Puyallup. Huh? I've been working on that one. I don't think I got that right, but, you know, I asked somebody, I said, how do you say that? It's Puyallup, you know, and they're like, well, where is that? <laughs> and then they were just up there in Seattle. Um, but, but the Lord has given us this task to get the gospel, his gospel, to the outermost parts of the earth. And now we get to see the ant that uh, uh, is given to us in the, in the Proverbs that we can learn from that we can grasp some truth from as a church, as a church that has a task that is, that is great but not impossible. Now, some facts about the ant, we get to see uh, a few things. Ants can be found in just about every corner of the earth. 
And so here when you see the end, you get to understand that, that when the Lord puts that in there, he knew that wherever you were, you, when he said go to the end, you would know exactly what he was talking about. I don't know how he knew that and could put that in the Bible before the you know, scientists could figure that out, but that's a message for another day. The ant can carry about 50 times its body weight. The ant can run about 300 meters per hour, which is about 800 times faster in proportion than the fastest man. I don't know who the fastest man is now. You see, and then here we see that the working ant is female. Again, before the scientists ever went and did the biology or whatever it is, anatomy of the ant, and found out that the worker ant is, uh, is, a, is female, God knew. Again, message for another day. And so here we see this ant. And the Lord says, go to the ant. That means observe the ant. Look at the ant. I don't know if you've ever just taken some time to look at ants. We, we, we were... Um, uh, uh, in, in uh, Oak Harbor, I believe it is, in, and there was, there was a gentleman there that has like a, an ant colony. He, he actually raises and sells ants. Have you ever heard of that? I guess it's a thing. When people pay uh, three, $400 for one ant. <laughs> Anyways, if that's you, you better be giving more to missions and trying to buy an ant. All right. <laughs> So, so we get to see, when you observe ants, that ants work together. I mean, they just don't move around solo. Ants work together. God's saying, go to the ant. Go and observe the ant. Go and look at the ant. And ants work together. And if we're going to say we're going to liken the work of the church to the ant, we have to understand in this task of the Great Commission, we have to work together. It is not just Pasarino by himself going everywhere all over Puyallup yeah, uh, and, and trying to reach people. We have to work together. You see, when God created the earth, he created man and he put him in the garden. When he put man in the garden, he told him to dress it and keep it. And then he looked at him. He's like, man, this guy's going to mess this stuff up. You know, I better create somebody else to help him out. He created Eve. And when he created Eve, we see that God understands the principle of working together. God is a working God. He understands what that, um, uh, what he, he has created that. So when we look at the end, we have to understand the principle that the word of God is teaching us. The word of God is showing us through this end. In a church, in order to have a choir, you can't just have one person up there. Oh, I'm the choir. It doesn't work that way. We, we understand that uh, even a church itself can't be one person. Well, I don't like the way things are going here. I'm going to be my own church. It doesn't work that way. Economies and communities are made of 
multiple people, just like a family. You can't be your own country. We see from the principle of how we exist that we have to work together. We have to function. In order for things to be able to function the way they're supposed to, we need to work together. And each one of us has a contribution to make. You will never observe an ant or ants, and they're just sitting there doing nothing and one of them doing all the work. I don't know if you've ever sat and watched them dismantle a carcass. I mean, they're, they're not sitting there and eating. They're just gathering. They're just taking. And they go, and they will shred that thing to the bone. They understand what needs to be done. And each one makes that contribution that they can make, that they are able to make as the ant. You see, when we look at this text, um, we do see here in um, verse 10, it says, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of hands to sleep. It says, so shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth in thy want as an armed man. We understand that laziness is the enemy of society. Laziness is the enemy of the church. Is the enemy of the gospel going forth. Each one has to make their valuable contribution in the body where you belong so that the work may go forward. What's the first principle we understand is we have to work together. There is no need for churches to be closing down because there's a pandemic. For missionaries on the mission field losing support, not knowing where their next meal is going to come from because churches are closing down. That only happens because we become lazy. Because we forget what our task is and we look at ourselves. I look at myself and only think of myself and forget about the task and the work of the church which I am a part of. We ought to work together. Even team says to, together everyone achieves more. But the second thing we look at and find about ants is this. Not only do they work together, but ants never quit. Ants never quit. I don't know if you've ever observed ants or you've ever messed with ants. Not, hopefully not fire ants, okay, because that, that, that might end up bad. Uh, uh, but if you observe ants, they just never quit. There's a time in Zambia, uh, uh, my wife and I were uh, sitting outside, and uh, it was a nice, nice, uh, cool day. Uh, we, in Zambia, weather doesn't get really, really hot. Okay, we get really hot weather maybe about a couple weeks, and um, it doesn't get really cold either. I know you guys like cold, but it doesn't get cold. It doesn't get below uh, 
you know, uh, upper 40s. So we have, a, you know, mid-90s a couple weeks and then upper 40s in uh, the coldest times. And so we were sitting outside anyways. And uh, while we were out there, I decided I would go in the house to go and grab something to drink. And as I went in the house, I saw this mound in the corner of the living room. There's just this black mound and it was moving. And I went there and looked and it was a pile, I mean, it was like a ball of ants. I said, it's the first time I've ever seen anything like that. I said, if I touch that thing, these things will go everywhere. And I'm going to have a problem on my hands. So I started to think, man, what am I going to do? Well, lucky enough, we have this uh, stuff they sell in Zambia. It's, uh, it's called doom, <laughs> you know. It, it's, uh, uh, it's, 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 it's ant killer, <laughs> you know. Uh, I, I had my bases covered. There's this other stuff they sell there called blue death, you know. Um, and, and the advertisement with that is instant death, okay. And so I said, you know what, uh, we're going to put this thing to work and we'll see We'll see if it really is what it says. And so I went and got those things. I said, I have one chance, one shot, and that's it. And I went in that corner, and I shook those things up, and I said, all right, here we go. And I just started spraying and spraying and spraying, and I just went at it. And sure enough, no movement, dead, just like that. I said, yeah, man, (laughs) this is how how it's done, okay? And we cleaned those up. I came back the next day. Surely they're gone, right? There they were, marching down the window, trying to find a way in. I said, man, do you ever quit? That's ants. The Lord is saying, go to the ant. Look at the ant. What's your reason for wanting to quit? What's your reason for walking out on the mission and the task that God has given us? Who's trying to spray doom on you? You get to understand this. Ants never quit. No matter what happens to them, they know the mission and the task that they have to do, and they will complete that mission. You see, I have poured hot water. I have sprayed all kinds of stuff on ants. I mean, in Africa, we have all kinds of ants, and I know there's, you know, different species of ants, but it's just different kinds of ants. And it seems like they just come back and come back and come back. What if the church was like that? What if you just kept going when the door got slammed in your face and you said, you know what, Uh, praise God, maybe you didn't understand what I was saying, but I'll be back tomorrow. What if we determined to say we are going to keep the task of the Great Commission the first thing? What if we 
stopped making excuses. See, we can use this principle with our family. You can use this principle in your career. It's a good principle, but here we see the ant in regard to the church. In Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 3, it says, How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? You have received the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You have received the mercy of God upon your life. You're not going to hell in the lake of fire. And you receive this freely. Why are you keeping it to yourself? That is an injustice, if I may put it that way. Many of us will not, or rather, feel as though we cannot be effective in evangelism or we cannot be effective in reaching our community or our family uh, with the gospel because of certain fears that we call imagined fears that we have come up with. And we believe that that, is, that that will hinder me from being effective in communicating the gospel. But I want to encourage you. Look at the ant. The ant just knows I have to go get food. I have to go and bring it to the nest. That's it. Well, maybe you don't know the scripture. Maybe you haven't memorized the Romans road or whatever. Maybe you don't know where to turn for certain questions. How about you just went, if you just went and invited them to the nest where the gospel is preached? See, we think we're, we cannot make a contribution because we think we're, we, we're, we're not equipped enough. But that's false. That's absolutely false. Let's get back to the scripture here and look some more at this little creature. If we look at this ant, we get to see this in verse 7. It says, this ant, which having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provided her meat in the summer. Now, let's just break down, uh, let's break this down just a little bit when you understand what <clears throat> the scripture is saying there. It says that the ant, <clears throat> excuse me. That the ant has no guide. What does that mean? The ant has self-motivation. The ant is self-motivated. It doesn't need to be woken up, pushed out, screamed at, 
It just knows what it has to do. It has, it's self-motivated. It has no guide. Overseer. It has no overseer. What, is it, what does that mean? Well, it has initiative. It knows what needs to be done, when, where, and it just does it. Doesn't have somebody going, now where did you go today? Well, how many people have you spoken to this week? It just does it. Because it knows what needs to be done. Some of you are in the workplace, and you have folks that you talk to. Everybody had the same problem, the same COVID struggle. That's a great opportunity. For the most time, for, for the longest time, I believe, unlike the third world countries, America did not really have death knocking on its door as it did in the last couple years. We thought we could beat it with modern medicine, with things that, you know, whatever commercials are on TV to make you live longer. We just figured we had this. But now, when you start talking about eternity, I think you'll get everybody's attention. See, that's not really a problem in Africa because you have all kinds of diseases that can take you out. When COVID came in, they were telling the people you need to, you know, you need to mask up and wash your hands and all that stuff. And other people said, well, we do that for cholera. We do that for dysentery. We do that for, you know, what's new? Well, no, this is what you have to do. Or else you'll be dead in 21 days. And they said, well, we have malaria. I can kill you in seven days. <laughs> so the government got fed up and said, well, we're going to put the military out. We'll beat you. It worked. But when we look at our coworkers, we look at our neighbors, there's, there's some pain there. There's some loss. This is the opportunity before everybody gets numb to it. It's time for us to have that initiative. Know when that door is opened to go in. The other thing it says, has no ruler. Now, I know some guy, some smart guy, uh, came to me and said, uh, uh, well, uh, I disagree with you that ants have no ruler because... <laughs> How do the carpenter ants do their job? You know, a carpenter needs a ruler to do his job. You know, get that? Yeah. I say, get thee behind me, Satan. <laughs> Anyways. 
But you see, the scripture here tells us that the ant has no ruler. What does that mean? Self-disciplined. Stays on task. It's easy to give up. It's easy to come up with a reason to walk away. But we have to get the understanding that we're here working together for a greater goal of bringing people into God's kingdom by salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. That we may be able to add them into this body, that they may be able to be discipled, to go out and do what we're doing and even be in places where we can't go. When we understand that our task of reaching the world with the gospel is not impossible, though we may say there are some countries that we cannot go into and we call them closed countries, there is no such thing according to the gospel, which is the power of God unto salvation as a closed country. Because I can see in this room we have people of different national origin. You may not enter Venezuela on an American passport. There could be a brother in here with a different passport that can walk right in. You may not be able to enter North Korea on an American passport. But there's a brother in here that could probably walk right into North Korea. There is somebody in this community that can walk right into Iran. We are making excuses. We are saying the gospel can't go out. Oh, you see those Muslims out there, you know, it's just that just we can't, they won't allow us. Really? When you understand what's at stake, and we understand what we are doing, your eyes open up and you begin to see where the gospel can go. And you say, you know what? I believe if this brother and that sister and that family and, and them over there were part of our church and part of the missions program, perhaps they could give us insight and understanding maybe the Asian culture, African culture, Latin, like, culture. I, I mean, there are things that I don't understand that someone down the road clearly understands. We couldn't get into Zambia, or not we. For some time, missionaries couldn't just go into Zambia. They were being blocked. When we were going in, you were not really, you couldn't get in. You needed somebody to get in. Do you know how we got in? Walked right in. 
and got handed permanent residence. Why? Because somebody reached a young nine-year-old at uh, Bill Rice Ranch, led him to the Lord, who later became a missionary, who found a 16-year-old boy just walking down the street. I don't even know where I was going. I don't remember any of that. But invited him to play soccer, got saved. God did a work on him, called him to go to Zambia at the time that doors were shut, walked right in. That's the power of the gospel. And that is what we need to understand. That's why we do not quit. That's why we keep going. I don't know what you're going through today. I don't know what you've been going through this week. I don't know what the devil has been holding you down with. But remember, go to the ant. Do not give up. The last thing we see about the ant is... Ants gather for, gather for the bad times. If we have not been able to get this principle, there might be another pandemic coming, okay? Ants gather for the bad times. When we look at Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, and uh, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ there is saying that we ought to reach Jerusalem and uh, in uh, uh, Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth, we get to understand that we're not only reaching one place, but we have to reach all places. There's a word there, both is used. Let me read that scripture so that you may be able to, um, uh, to see the text there. Okay, we get to understand that it's not just one place that we're reaching, but we ought to reach all places with the gospel. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. But ye shall receive power, and after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. While we're reaching folks with the gospel in our neighborhood, we ought to be reaching folks with the gospel in this state. I understand it's a church planning uh, 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 church, and that is wonderful, but also you're sending and supporting missionaries abroad at the same time. Why? Because you never know when a Ukraine situation might happen in a particular country. You never know when a law might be passed right here in this country where you'll not be allowed to walk down the street and it will be considered offensive, jailable offense for you to share the gospel with someone. In verse 8, back to Proverbs chapter 6, says, the ant provideth her meat in the summer and gathereth her food in the harvest. This is the harvest time. No matter what we see on TV, no matter what is going on out there, I can tell you that America has more freedom than any country on this earth to preach the gospel. Our problem? 
is we focus on the things that we're not allowed to do. Well, if they could just allow us to go in the schools, we're losing our freedom. Hey, schools were shut just a couple years ago. All the kids were home. I think, I don't know, maybe they're playing in parks and stuff like that. Did, did, did we get out to the parks? Did, did we reach kids in their homes? There was no school regulation. This is the harvest time. No matter what excuse we come up with, this is the harvest time. And America, like no other nation, is giving more money and sending more missionaries abroad to take this gospel. This is our time. This is the harvest time. And it's time to throw everything we have at the Great Commission. How are we going to do that? Work together. Understand that you have a part to play. How we're going to do it, don't quit. Why are you wanting to quit? Where are you going? Don't you understand the task? How we're going to do it? We're going to make our opportunity count right now, right here. Not tomorrow, not when the law changes, not when better circumstances come or gas prices go down or whatever the case may be, right now. Because this is the opportunity that God has given us. This is the harvest time. Winter is coming. A storm is coming. A fire is coming. The ant just says, you know what? I don't know what's coming. A homeowner might come and bulldoze over my nest and destroy everything. I mean, some crazy missionary might throw blue death on me. I don't know. But you know what? I need to gather some food. And I need to make sure that when the hard times come, I've done the job. The scripture saying, church, go to the ant. Look at the ant. Feel discouraged? Look at the ant. Feel like quitting? Look at the ant. Need a little motivation? Look at the ant. That's what the scripture is saying. And it's saying, if we, like the ant, are diligent, we will accomplish the task of gaining the gospel to the uttermost parts of the earth and sending out men and women to do likewise for the sake of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your love. Lord, and your grace that you've bestowed upon us. Lord, we come to you tonight and 
looking at your scripture and hearing from you, learning from you, using this little creature, the ant. Help us, Lord, now not to have an excuse. To have an excuse why we will not share your gospel or invite a loved one or a friend, co-worker, to hear your gospel. Help us not to have an attitude of apathy. It's not my job. I really don't care. But to understand that you're about to return. And death for many is near. Many who will not have the opportunity to hear again. I pray, Father, that you may work in your people today in this church. Not to give up. Not to quit. Not to become slothful, but to step up and understand what the mission of this body is. I pray, Father, that you may protect this body and help this body as it goes out and reaches your creation, your creatures, with your gospel. I pray that you may work your will and your way now through this time of invitation. It's across the Lord and Savior.